Hello and welcome to episode number 97 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers, and today's episode is entitled Motivation and Baby Food. If you know anybody in the community that's making a difference, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll shout them out in an upcoming episode and explain their impact on the community. The beginning of the school year is just around the corner. So a huge shout out to all those who volunteer hundreds of hours to help out with activities, clubs, and sports this fall. These events and activities do not happen without so many dedicated and hardworking individuals working behind the scenes. So thank you to all those people who are gearing up for an awesome year ahead. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The link to do so is available in the episode description. The Heart of Teaching proudly supports Mom Stop the Harm. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to The Heart of Teaching. I'm Dave Ruzicki with my student producer and my great friend Nathan Rivers. And as always, thanks for joining us. Before I begin this episode, I want to give a shout out to the listening platform Feedspot. And Feedspot's ranked Nathan and I in the heart of teaching number 10 globally. Now, that would not have happened if we didn't have our loyal listeners. So those of you that have been tuning in, we want to thank you. Thank you for your support, and we appreciate all that you've done for us. Now, in today's episode, the question is motivation. So what motivates you? Now, all of us have something, hopefully, that triggers us and motivates us to start moving forward successfully. And it's to become successful. Now, success means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But ultimately, what motivates an individual to become the best version of themselves that they can? Now, as teachers and as coaches, we often and continuously look at new ways to inspire and motivate our students and our players. And, you know, and sometimes you really don't have to look that far as a result of those moments and those motivating moments that just show up magically. And all you need to do is point them out and leave the rest up to your students, your players. Well, the next story illustrates that and the importance of motivation and, you know what, the life lessons that can be learned along the way. This past football season, 2021, we were just returning back from school as a result of the lockdown, and high school athletics was thankfully starting up again. Now, my football team was coming together as a program, but the truth is myself and my assistant coaches really weren't sure how we would do and, and if the athletes would gel together as a team. Now, we had lost our first two games of the season, and honestly, we didn't look very good. We were learning and we were young, but the boys were playing like individuals and not playing as a unit. We looked undisciplined at times and honestly, sometimes scared to be out there. Our last game was a blowout and we were humiliated 38-14 to by our crosstown rivals. Now our rivals were bigger and stronger, more aggressive and intimidating. and They trash-talked and quite honestly, they bullied us and we had no response. The weekend after that game... I went through the film and I saw something that I thought needed to be addressed at our Monday film session. Now, the boys all came into the room and I started the video, but I went to this one specific clip. And it was a clip of one of our players and he was attempting to tackle an opposing player. And this kid was huge and the boy was a running back. Now, our boy was run over quite dramatically, I might add, and he was sent flying. But he did eventually tackle this opposing player. 
Now, the opposing player, after he was tackled, stood over our boy and flexed like he was a bodybuilder showing off his stuff. According to our players, he also shouted that maybe we all needed to get in the weight room. The concern I had was that no one came to their player's defense, their teammates' defense. They never pushed this boy off. They never said anything. They just let things be. Now, when I showed the clip, all of my boys began to laugh at how much airtime their teammate got after the impact. I played it again without saying a word. And once again, the laughter continued. I remained silent. I played it a third time when my airborne athlete actually asked me, he goes, Mr. R, he goes, can we just move to the next clip? I turned the machine off. I asked one of our athletes, who's laughing the loudest? What was the number of the player who knocked your teammate over, your friend? He stopped and he, he kind of muttered, he says, I think it was number five. I said, you think? You don't know? I asked another teammate, player, and he wasn't sure. So I raised my voice and said, no one knows for sure what that number is? Let me get this straight. One of your teammates steps up, sacrifices himself to make a tackle, gets run over in the process. Then the opposing player stands over top of him, flexes, humiliates your friend, your teammate, and you all think it's funny? And not one of you got in this player's grill during that game and decided to even the score and knock him down during, I mean, the confines of the rules, and you don't remember what his number is? What the hey? And I went on. From this moment moving forward, honestly, all of you, you guys aren't going to win another game. You'll be an embarrassment to yourselves and you're going to be an embarrassment to the coaching staff unless, unless you decide that you look out for and play for each other and the coaches. Simple as that. You need to learn about loyalty, discipline, and respect. And if you can do those three things, no one's going to stop you. And there's your motivation. But you have to do it. And if you don't do it, welcome to a losing season. And then I shut the meeting down. And I said for all of them to go and figure it out. And you know what? They did. They found out that they needed to be loyal to the program. They need to be loyal to their coaches and to their teammates. And, you know, equally as important, loyal to themselves. They realized that in order to win, each one of them had to become the best version of themselves that they could. They need to play tougher and they need to play as a team and not as individuals. From that moment moving forward, we never lost another game. Now, we made it to the championships, the finals, and ironically, as fate would have it, we played that same team that humiliated us earlier in that year. Remember the team that blew us out 34-14? to 14, And they were undefeated, and they were a powerhouse, and they were the number one seed. And honestly, we were given no chance at all to win that game. Actually, Janet, my, my mom told me later, after the game it was over, that they were afraid to go to the final because of what might happen regarding the score. And all they wanted was, and what they hoped for, is that we would keep it close and not be embarrassed. Now, weeks before the game, my boys received several messages from the other team, our arch rivals, about our lack of talent. And they actually sent my kids pictures of infants eating baby food and suggested that was going to be our pre-game meal because that's all we were. It was a bunch of babies. Now, if you're a coach... You tell your players to shut that stuff down. No bulletin board material is needed because it could backfire on you. Because I'm telling you, it sure did backfire on that team come game time. Now, the night before the championship, I was driving home and I was talking with Janet about dinner. And I, I said I needed to stop at the grocery store and ask her if she wanted anything to pick up. And she said, no, she had, it, she had everything. And uh, I said I was going to go and pick up some baby food for tomorrow's pregame speech. 
She kind of laughed nervously and said, Dave, you don't need to do that. And I insisted it was going to be my last motivating speech of the season, and I knew what I was doing. Now, on that championship Saturday, there was approximately 3,000 people that showed up for the game. Now, all the fans were seated on one side of the stadium, and the stadium, BC Place, held about 60,000 people, and it's actually the home of the British Columbia Alliance of the CFL. Now, I had the choice to have our bench on the quiet side of the field, which is away from the fans, or the noisy side of the field, directly in front of the fans. Now, my coaches initially wanted to have our team bench on the far side of the field, just because of communication. I chose the noisy side. And I explained my reasons to my coaches and my players just before the game in the meeting room. And I told them, I said to my players specifically, I said, each moment you have success, and you're going to have success, I want each of you to look up into that stance and realize how many of those people came to support you and to cheer you on. They're your friends, they're your family, they're their relatives. They're here because of what you've accomplished this season and how you've come together, win or lose. I want you to go out and I want you to make them proud. I told my players how proud I was of them and how the assistant coaches were proud of them. Again, win or lose. I also said our opponents were bigger than we were and stronger than we were. And nine times out of ten, if we played them, they'd win. But not today, not on this Saturday. Today wasn't their day. Today was our day. It was our day to be the best. And here's the baby food. I then pulled out two containers of baby food and I held them up over my head and I said, and this is what I think about your opposition's comments about you and baby food. And I took the container and I smashed it into a nearby garbage bin. And then I held up the second container and I said, and this is what I think about their lack of respect for you, lack of respect for our coaches and our team. And I smashed that container in the same garbage bin. Well, honestly, you would have thought I cut the top off a of hornet's nets. Those kids were dialed in. More importantly, they were ready to play. Well, the rest they say is history. We held the highest scoring team in the province and the number one seed to three points as a result of a single field goal. Now, we only scored once on a lone touchdown, but that's all we needed to secure the win and the championship. And on that Saturday, we were the best. Now, getting back to the topic of motivation and to summarize, each one of us, once again, may be motivated by a variety of different things, events, circumstances, beliefs, and desires. But for those of us that teach and coach, the success our students or players have may be based on our ability to tap into and, and connect with the concepts and ideas that motivate them. Now, if we can do that, if we can find those valuable life lessons, those defining moments that motivate and inspire if we can do that, then our players and our students' possibilities for success are absolutely endless. And you can just ask my football team about that. This is Dave Rizicki with Nathan Rivers. And hey, it's just 21 more sleeps till our 100th episode. And Nathan and I, we've both been working on this for probably about a month. And this is one episode that may be the most important one we've ever done. Seriously. And that's something to look forward to. So, as always, please take care, be well and peace.